Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have Daniel Snow here with us. Daniel Snow is the founder of the Snow Agency, as well as founder of the hip-hop brand known as Rap. Rap has over 6 million followers on Instagram, and Daniel has been behind some of the most viral e-commerce products, such as Goatcase and many more. That being said, make sure you screenshot this episode and tag Daniel at Dapper on Instagram and tag myself. Post it on your story so that we can share it as well. And last but not least, make sure you subscribe to the Rise of the Young podcast. Let's get into the show. Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today we have Daniel Snow on the show. Thanks so much for coming on, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, first off, um, you have a lot of phenomenal things going on. You are the founder of the Snow Agency, the the, the brand at Rap on Instagram, which I know a lot of people follow and know. But for those that may not know who you are and what you do, I'd love for you to give a brief description of where you spend your time and what you're building. Um, where I spend my time outside of work is, <laughs> isn't it too many places, uh, right now, but, um, other than work, I, I like to go for a long last week bike rides. I've, I've gotten into biking this week. Um, but you know, most of my time is spent yeah, building my businesses and whatnot. For, for the, what is the, um, for the people that may not know what the snow agency is, I'd love for you to give some insight into what that is. So Snow Agency is, uh, we're a performance marketing agency where right now we're primarily working with e-commerce brands. We have about 40 clients right now. Yep. Everyone but one client is e-commerce. Um, we've done some apps and lead gen and stuff like that in the past and not so we can't do it, but just I have a big background in e-commerce and a big, uh, um, I guess, reputation in, in, in the space, so to speak. So naturally yep. we get a lot of e-commerce clients coming to us and we're very good at it. So we grow e-commerce clients through paid marketing channels like Facebook, Instagram, Google, Snapchat, YouTube, et cetera. We do email marketing. We do, we do uh, ad creatives. Um, and overall, given the strategy, um, that can grow their brand to hope, hopefully be doing millions of dollars a month like yep. some of our clients are doing. Very cool, man. I, I want to take it back. When did this all start? I know I've been following you for quite some time, and I know that just touching on, um, you know, I follow App Rap, which is a you know, the huge hip-hop brand that you manage as well and own. But where did this start when it comes to, you know, digital advertising, social media, and just marketing overall and your drive for entrepreneurship? Yeah. So it started 
so my sophomore year of college um during winter break this was like 2012 i want to say okay uh, december of 2012 started out i was in the gym during winter break i saw my friend at the gym and he told me you know we we're catching up the gym blah, blah. he told me he was making 45 dollars a week on his phone from twitter I did the math. I'm like, oh my God, you're making like $2,500 a year on your phone. That is crazy. There's no yeah. way. So I left the gym and I made a Twitter account like he had. He had like 25,000 followers on Twitter for a fitness account. I was into fitness at the time and I made a fitness account. And uh, that was how I got started in the digital space. Okay. Very cool. What was like the first, um, like, you know, the first company you launched, uh, you know, and like going from Twitter to everything you have now, like what was the, the process? So the process, um, initially it was first, um, growing the followers. So once I got to about 10,000 followers, um, is this for your personal was, brand or for a different thing? No, it was just like a fitness. It wasn't okay. me. It was like God, a fitness, fitness motivation, fitness stuff. Yep. Um, on Twitter and uh, eventually, you know, we were, I was sending paper clicks. So I was sending it to cha cha my likes back in the day, they were paying per click. Then after doing that, I figured, oh, they're, they're making, they're paying me per click. Obviously I can make my own website and Google at Google, Taboola, all that stuff can pay me directly. So I did that, um, had some success there. After my first year, we were sending a few hundred thousand page views a day. Um, yeah. we were able to, able to make a few thousand dollars a day doing that. Um, well, first, before I even got there by that, that summer, so I mentioned I started in December, that summer I was able to start making a hundred dollars a day. Okay. And instead of getting a summer job, I was able to make a hundred dollars a day on my phone. And that is the, the, you know, in my life, I'm like, I made it. <laughs> I made, yeah. I'm making a hundred dollars. Like my parents are telling me to get a job, blah, blah, blah. Like last, last, last on you. I'm at the beach, whatever. I, I don't have to get a job. So yeah. that was awesome. That was like, you know, digital is awesome. And then, um, what really changed my perspective was when I was in college and I saw a Forbes article from these guys on Twitter that were making a hundred thousand dollars a month. I think the article said, wow. Um, and that I remember, like, I remember reading that article and being like, you know, just like crazy. Like this is my, I had my, I had my vision, my bar far too low. I was trying to make a hundred dollars. These guys are making a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yep. Um, from Twitter, it said a hundred thousand or a million. I don't even remember. Yeah. But, um, I think it was a hundred thousand. So anyways, that changed my entire way of thinking. And um, then I got into apps. Uh, we had a, I had a few successful apps uh, that were in the top 25, top 50 in the, in the app, free apps and paid app store. Wow. Had some games, had uh, a music app back in 2014 that would just rip all the audio off YouTube and you only had to pay like $5, which is now like the, the, the subscription model of YouTube. Yep. We had that back in like 2014. But, um, and, then, um, and then I realized a lot of people on the space it had a, lo a large following on Twitter and Instagram didn't know how to monetize their accounts. Yep. And I found a very good method of doing that, which was through uh, affiliate marketing. So I built essentially one of the, one of the very first self-serve advertising platforms for influencers who had large followings, et cetera. Um, in college, my senior year, some are going to my senior year. I was studying to, to go to dental school and um, we built all the landing pages. We showed people how to, how to, how to run traffic, how to create the content, et cetera. And it just blew up. Um, we bought, everyone on Twitter was using our platform. Then um, everyone, I moved on to Instagram. I found the biggest Instagram meme page user. Then all the meme page kids were using it. Then we had celebrities start using it, like Amber Rose, Black China, Rob Kardashian, etc. 
eventually the platform was really big. We had like 3000 influencers in our first year using it. Um, our, we were doing over hundred thousand dollars a day at one point, wow. um, while I was still in college and our first year we did like $8 million in revenue or something wow. along those lines. So, uh, that was really successful. And then naturally after having all of that insight into 4,000 people using our platform, um, we were able to like quantify what every influence, every influencer, new page, et cetera, and demographics, what they were worth, meaning how much traffic could they send, how, how, what types of people, you know, that was when I actually saw it for the first time, engagement does not equal influence. Mm -hmm. Some of these pages with very low engagement were sending massive amounts of sales. And I'm just like, this is crazy. It doesn't make sense until I understood like more of the influence. So I understood all that. And then I got into launching my own brands. So first brand we launched was Goatcase, yep. and through leveraging all our relationships. Goatcase. I yeah, saw that, that everywhere, man. <laughs> you guys crushed that. Yeah. So um, Goatcase was the first brand we launched. And because we had a huge advantage, obviously, we just scaled it probably like harder than any, like one of the hardest like influencer, new yeah. page, whatever, um, and both really. Yep. Uh, what, what is goat case for those that may not know? I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, it's a phone case that sticks to things essentially, it sticks to glass, yep. mirror, wood, whatever. Um, we were doing like 75 million impressions organically a day for six months straight. Wow. 50 million impressions a day on Twitter, and then another probably 50 million on Instagram. We had a whole team of like seven to eight people just buying shout outs all day long. Shout outs, like, yeah. You know, I have a question. Just how has, especially when you say like buying shout outs, how has the influencer marketing industry changed over the last five years? Because I know there's, you know, so many different ways to do it now and like the, the correct way. And it's, you know, it's, it's a mainstream thing now influencer marketing with all these massive corporations. So how have you seen it change and where do you see it going? Um, just like you said, I've, it's changed that uh, it's gotten a lot more expensive because there's a lot more players in the game now. So, you know, the demand has increased. Therefore, influencers are now charging too much money for some of them because they, yeah. they think that they are over, over, over inflating their own kind of reach. But um, so, it, I mean, in my opinion, it, 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 there's no like right way to use it. Um, the right way to use it is if you're, first off, it depends what kind of, uh, like we, if you're an e-commerce brand, in my opinion, there, there's a few right ways to use it. Right way to use it, number one, is to get celebrities or people who have real influence that um, to get their content and run it on paid, paid acquisition channels because they can increase um, sales significantly compared to like regular content. Yep. So that's one easy way because now you have the influence of a celebrity and you're using their likings to sell your product. So that's one easy way. Um, second way is, is to try and make it profitable through influencers or at least break even or maybe not lose that much yep. um, as much as possible. So <clears throat> just and, and being able to get that content to then once again use on paid ads. Yep. So it all goes back to if you're able to leverage influencer marketing enough where you're at least breaking even or maybe not losing too much, where you're now gaining followers, you're gaining a ton of brand awareness, and you're able to then get all that content to leverage on paid ads. In my opinion, that's the best way to do it. And the more you can naturally spend on influencer, from what I find, the cheaper your CPMs are, um, because your brand awareness is out there a lot more. And now 
um, it's just a lot easier to acquire customers. Yep. Um, because you know, it's not all just like influencers have done the hard part for you. Uh, another kind of interesting thing I found is that when we were doing a ton of influencer marketing, people would say, Oh, I know goat case. I know perfect school. I saw them on this influencers page. Yeah. So they, once again, it's a perfect relate, a perfect example of like the likeness is how people remember you. People don't go, Oh, I remember them from a Facebook ad right? that yeah. you could drive a shit ton of sales from Facebook. It's a revenue generator, but they remember your brand often from the influencers that are representing it for celebrities. So that's kind of how I, I see it. Uh, cool. proper way to do it. Yeah. When did, um, when did rap come into your life? Um, I think like 2015 or 16. I don't remember okay. the exact time. Yeah. But, so what inspired you to start that? And like, tell me that story. Cause I know that obviously, you know, if people follow you on Instagram after this, they'll see at rap in your bio. And it's, you know, one of the biggest like hip hop pages on Instagram, almost 6 million followers. When did you start that brand and what was the inspiration behind it? Um, so before I even had rap, I already had like, probably had created over like 10, 15 million followers on social media. So I was obviously was very good at that. Yep. Um, and my inspiration behind that was I I didn't want to make a meme page. I'd create these meme pages, comedy pages, whatever that have zero value and nothing essentially. They're worth a little bit, but you get the point. And I saw, well, number one, it crossed a few boxes. Number one was the monetization aspect through these large meme type pages, whatever, they have no real influence. They have, they can get a lot of awareness, but the types of people that are buying are typically these like annoying drop shippy type products, yeah. scammy products, affiliate marketing, you know, the stuff that, like you really don't want to be posting. Yeah. And people often post because they, it's the only way they're making money and it's oftentimes their livelihood. So I saw rap as it checked the first box box was it monetizes through organic content, which no other page was could, could do. So that was huge. I could create a brand, monetize it, and still keep that like authenticity of the brand. That was number one. Number two, there was no one doing it. So as a, as a casual like rap band, I literally had the problem of like, I couldn't keep up with the, the, the craziness of rap. There was like yeah. rap every single day. And even now that I own rap, right? I still love you. There's so many people, everyone wants to be a rapper. And when they break, they break out, it's just like, who, who is this person? I don't know who to listen to. Yeah. I don't know like, like what's going on. So I saw that as the second, the second, second thing that no one was doing. And the third thing was that the content was never stopping. There's nonstop content. Um, you know, there's nonstop drama, there's nonstop music being released, there's nonstop news. And that would just be very easy to create uh, a following by doing that, by just centralizing all that content. Yeah. So I got the rap name. I was lucky enough that I already had, I already knew the guy who had it. Okay. I actually had, had done a deal with him before met him in person even. So I felt comfortable doing that and uh, yeah, and that was it. When it comes to like, you know, like someone that's listening, if they wanted to go start uh, like a brand and like a, uh, not only a meme page, but where do you see Instagram going? Because obviously times are so different when it comes to growing on Instagram and building a following and, you know, building that audience. Like how do you look at Instagram now if you were to go start a new brand today? You said like like a media type page or like a, yeah like, like a media type page. Um, like what would I do? Yeah, like what's the game plan if you were to start one today versus you know if I would start one today. I wouldn't start it from scratch. I would buy. I would definitely buy a page. Got because it. Because starting it from scratch is like 
it's just like what 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 you value your time to be like it's like impossible yeah right to go from like zero to let's say a million is like like unless the only real way to do it is if you're still spending money so you have to be buying shout outs yep or buying ads or whatever from all these pages so you're still having to spend a ton of money yep so I wouldn't start a page unless I felt comfortable investing money into the growth. Because if you're not, you're putting in countless hours to get to like, to get nowhere. Yep. And it's never going to get to that next level where you're going to eventually be able to make money because yep. they're just, it's just how it is. There's so many pages now. How are you guys looking at TikTok as a new platform? Um, we're on TikTok and failing pretty miserably. <laughs> How so? I wanted to get on TikTok for like two years, but I didn't get, I didn't start until I got the rap name. I was trying to get the rap name for like a year. Okay. A year and a half, whatever. And finally I got it. But then it just like, it's for us. I don't know. It, it just, it's not going too great. We have like 50,000 followers. I mean, every, I feel like everyone has like millions of followers, this, that, but we're, we're like struggling with TikTok, but I for sure see its value. Um, I'm starting to see it as like how I saw Twitter and Instagram in its early days when I joined those. Yep. Although I found that it's a lot easier to grow on, on TikTok than those two. Um, but you need to be, you need to create original content consistently. Like TikTok yep. isn't great for just reposting and yep. that's what makes it a lot harder. Although it's a lot easier if you're doing it the right way. Totally. So that's the one thing I see. Um, but I, I think TikTok people should really, start paying attention to it. We're about to get actually into into its ad platform in the beta. So I'm yep. excited to see what that's going to look like. But Very cool. yeah. Very cool. Now I, um, just regarding like your, your journey overall, like what advice do you have to young entrepreneurs? Obviously there's a lot of young people listening to my show, but you know, you, you started out while you're like, wow, I can make a hundred dollars a day on Twitter to now spending millions of dollars on Facebook and having these massive brands. Like what have you learned throughout that process that you'd want to teach a young individual starting a company today i would say for me even looking back like well number one is that failure you get used to failure early and appreciate it when it happens because i think that that for sure is the number one thing for me i've had a lot of failure not like not like failure in terms of like oh i just fail it's in terms of like you know actually like doing things trying things fail, like progressing i'm failing forward constantly and like never letting that get to me. So be, be, be comfortable with failures, number one. Yep. But the second thing I like to think of that has put me in a lot of really great positions I'm in today um, is just my consistent ability to network and um, not being afraid to, to talk to, talk with people or go out of my way to put myself in places where could be, you know, just out of my comfort zone or whatever. Um, so that for sure is like, and everyone said, you hear that a lot. Oh, your network is your network, blah, 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 your network. You hear all that. But like, I, I was the type of kid, like in college, I'm, I, I don't understand what that means. Yeah. What does that mean? You know, your network is, is your value. Like I really, I really didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing that, you know, very simple, small conversations can really have massive impacts on your life. I yep. gave you the one small, the one small conversation I had that directly changed my life forever and ended up changing many, 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 many other people's lives indirectly because it changed my life. Yep. So 
you never, you know, you never know where, where one conversation can take you and, and just putting yourself in that position where things can happen. Um, is something I think young entrepreneurs should, should, should do and not be afraid to seek out their like role models and stuff. For sure. What's your advice for networking at a higher level? Um, please don't say, Hey, can I, can I pick your brain? <laughs> <laughs> don't ever message some of that. Sometimes I get that. And I just like, like this random person just I, that I don't know, just like wants me to take, you know, take time out of my day. It's like, in a sense, a little offensive, honestly. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I don't know you at all. Let me just get, let me get your, your time and just pick your brain. Like, yeah. So don't do that. So I would say the best way to do it is, is to come at it from a value perspective or a humbleness perspective. Like what can I do at the same time, like to provide value or at least try or attempt to do it. Yeah. Right. So which would, which would get people in, you know, interested in talking with you and then you can ask them whatever you want. Cause then it's at that point, it's just a, you know, a normal conversation versus leading off with like, let me just pick your brain because right i mean who enjoys getting on the phone like how many people i hate getting on the phone. yeah i'm on the phone all day so I, i'll try not to be on the phone if i don't have to be um so yeah leading Love with that. value no, it's funny and it's when i um when i interviewed rick ross he was like uh you know position yourself like a boss he's like you came to me and you were like hey let me promote your book for 15 minutes you were really direct and that was that right it's like it's like that don't waste time mentality right? exactly yeah so you want to pick their brain when there's, they can be doing a lot of different things than helping you with that, like come with value. So I love that. I, I want to touch on just when it comes to your day to day with the snow agency and everything you're building, like how do you manage your team and what have you seen um, impactful on your business when it comes to scaling? Um, so the first question, how do I manage the team? Um, I would say the number one thing for, for being able to manage a team is, is, is really the two things I try to promote the most is number one, for people on your team to take ownership of their work. Because if people don't take ownership of, of, of their work, someone has to take ownership of it and it's probably gonna be you. Therefore, you're stuck in this little circle where you can't grow anywhere and progress because you always have to be tied down to what's going on. Um, so that's what I really try to do in, in rap TV and my agency and, and give the employees the confidence to own their work and the relationships and everything else that goes in it where they don't need me or a manager or anyone else to like oversee them. Yep. That's number one. Um, number two is transparency. I think transparency is like the most important thing. Um, transparency to your clients, to your coworkers, to, to you know, relationships, just being clear and, and not being afraid to, to talk with people about what's really going on, et cetera. Um, yep. So everyone's on the same page, I think is super important. Uh, and then what was the other question? Yeah, just when it comes to like, you know, building and scaling and working with all these different higher level e-commerce brands, like what would you attribute your success to, your success to? Uh, I attribute my success to, well, we're able to do that because once again, that failure part, we tried so many different things. So I felt like, especially in the early days of GoCase, I was trying everything. We, we wasted yep. tons of money, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars easily making mistakes. I mean, in a sense, millions even some. But um, so we, we, since we, we had so much trial and error, now we're able to find a way, find what works and apply that. And we have like a really great grasp. 
that are now principles that we can apply to any any brand or anyone trying to sell online. Um, and that's how we're able to have so much consistent success was through all the failures that we've made in the past. Because now we know exactly what to do. <clears throat> Where do you see, um, you know, like product-based e-commerce companies go wrong? Um, so it's a mistake I've made, which is hard to not like, it's hard to like overcome it, which is growing too fast. Um, and growing to, or, or for some people, just like not making customers happy. Growing too fast makes customers not happy as a yeah. derivative. Or some people just blatantly don't get, you know, don't care about their customers at all. They just don't care and they might not be growing too fast. So by not, by growing too fast and not being able to have customer, every customer have a great experience with the product does a lot more damage in the long run because it's like a domino effect, right? When you're, when you're running ads and you constantly have people saying, I order from them, don't buy from them. They, I didn't get my order, blah, 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 blah. It was the wrong size this, that, it does a lot of damage and it's hard to constantly churn new customers at scale if you can't rely on your, your pre-existing customers to return and buy more stuff. So, um, and just understanding that, you know, like I, the customer experience comes before trying to grow um, is very, is a very hard thing. And um, being, you know, just being okay with that and taking that like revenue hit in yep. order, if you don't think you can meet those needs for the, for the customers, like at that moment. Love that. When you're, when you're going to launch a new product, where do you guys double down on it first? Is it influencer marketing, Facebook ads, and how do you decipher, you know, how do you pick where to spend more time on if, if you see what's working? Yeah. So we for sure live in, uh, I mean, typically what we do to launch a brand, I think is great is to get a ton of, of UGC, ton of like customer testimonials, people using it organically, et cetera. So we can do all types of things with the content. Yep. That's number one. Number two, it's great to get a few celebrities or influencers, whatever. So you get their likeness right away. Um, that's number two. And then, you know, we'll, we'll use all that content we're getting organically and, 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 and leverage it on, on Facebook and Instagram and even YouTube ads. Love that. So that's usually what we'll do. Love it. I have two more quick questions. Um, one of them just being like moving into 2020, what are you excited about with snow agency and everything you're building? Um, for snow agency, I'm super excited that we're like really starting to fully build out our team and to be like a one-stop shop. That's just like a powerhouse for just massively growing these brands. Yep. Um, we've done it for so many brands already and now we're starting to be able for them to come to us and just be the best at all these different aspects of growing a business online. Um, you know, email marketing, creative, Yep. all the other types of ad platforms that we are buying on in-house copywriters, all that stuff. So I'm really excited to just like own that entire ecosystem, which yep. could then allow our clients to just be the best they can. And then for rap TV, I'm really excited about, um, we're starting to finally create our own original content, which is like a long time coming and just, it's not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> so we're finally starting to do that. Um, and that's exciting and it's fun. So, yeah. Love that. Just the last question to wrap it up. I mean, it's, it's, I love your story. Cause it's like, you know, being in college and seeing your friends start making money on Twitter to now having one of the biggest agencies that's working with all these top brands. What lesson have you learned through your experience that you'd want a young entrepreneur to learn today? 
Um, honestly, the one thing that, and I've heard that I've had this conversation with many people and I think it's the single most like, it's the single most important, I think like characteristic to, to get where you want to be is just persistence. Um, nothing comes easy. Like it really doesn't. And like, I've been, I've been so persistent with everything and there has, there's, it feels like always, you know, there's always nonstop roadblocks, even today, there's something new that pops up every second that just like takes the breath out of your lungs. You're just like, Oh, I have to deal with this now. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it's your ability to deal with that constantly and not be afraid of it and, and deal with those, those challenges head on. Um, and understand that, like, you know, it's really making you a better person and a better leader and all that. Um, so yeah, just having persistence, not be, not being scared of failure. Love that. Well, that, that being said, Daniel, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where's the best place that people can stay updated with everything you have going on? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Dapper. It's just D-A-P-P-E-R on Twitter. Only Daniel Snow, or if you want to uh, follow Rap, it's just it's Rap or the Snow Agency. Yep. The Snow Agency. So there we go. Awesome. Well, that being said, just thank you so much again, my man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me.